Hello, and welcome to Life in Their Sandals. This is a podcast where we dive deep into the lives of biblical people to determine how we should live as Christians today. I'm your host, Chris McGrath, and today we have the great opportunity to talk about the transfiguration of Jesus. The story or narrative of Jesus' transfiguration can be found recorded in three of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. This event is to have occurred six days after Jesus had previously predicted his own death and resurrection to his disciples. If you can remember from our last podcast episode, we talked about Jesus revealing this plan and then Peter responding to it by saying, Jesus, you surely don't have to do these things as you've said, but Jesus rebukes Peter. Now here we are. Jesus has taken Peter, James, and John up to a high mountain where he is then transfigured before them. So what does this mean? As Jesus is praying, his appearance begins to change before the disciples' eyes. His face starts to shine like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. Suddenly, two men appeared beside Jesus, and it was Moses and Elijah. The disciples somehow recognized them and were amazed to see them there with Jesus. Peter, not knowing what to say, suggests that they build three tents, one for Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. However, right at this moment, a bright cloud suddenly shines over all that's happening on the mountain, and a voice speaks from the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. The disciples fall to the ground in fear. After a moment of time, Jesus comes over to the disciples, and he touches them reassuringly telling them not to be afraid. When they looked up, they didn't see the cloud or Moses and Elijah, but they see only Jesus. And as they are coming down from the mountain, Jesus instructs them to not tell anyone what they had seen until after his resurrection. This transfiguration, as it is called in the Christian faith, was a powerful experience for the disciples because it showed them Jesus in a new light, both literally and figuratively. They had already witnessed Jesus' teachings and miracles, but this event truly confirmed to them who Jesus was and his identity. They also realized that Jesus' mission on earth was not just about performing miracles or preaching, but it was about fulfilling God's plan for salvation. The transfiguration was, as some have said, a foretaste of the glory that Jesus would reveal after his resurrection. It was a reminder that Jesus' true identity was hidden beneath his human appearance and that he was this beloved Son of God. The transfiguration gave the disciples the courage and strength they needed to carry on Jesus' mission, even in the face of great adversity. This was a time of preparation in the life of the disciples, for they would need this assurance when spreading the gospel. Jesus appearing to them in this bright light and the voice Again, if you've heard me talk about this subject, whether at the baptism of Jesus or even now, this voice is not for Jesus because the spirit that was manifested as this voice dwells in Jesus. The fullness of the Godhead dwells in Jesus bodily, but this voice was meant for the disciples. And Moses was there representing the law. Elijah was there representing the prophets. Their appearance alongside Jesus is an indication that he is fulfilling the law and the prophets just as he said he would, and that just as you had different 
times of covenant between certain epochs in the Old Testament, now Jesus was ushering in a new covenant between God and his people. If we're not careful as Christians, we can read this narrative of transfiguration and think that it was just another wild event in the life of Jesus, but a lot was happening. And it has to be viewed with great respect and authority. It's not something that we will hear preached about, but it is such a powerful moment in the life of Jesus. It continued the confirmation to the disciples of who Jesus was by the voice. It prepared the disciples to be able to listen to Jesus because although in the baptism, the language is very similar saying, this is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. But now there's an extra command to listen to Jesus. This was able to prepare the disciples to obey the ministry that Jesus would later offer and then to carry on after his death and resurrection. So what are some of the takeaways that we can take today from this narrative in scripture? Number one thing that sticks out to me right off the bat is the principle of eternity over everything. This moment of transfiguration reminded Peter, James, and John that the suffering and death are a part of God's plan, that Jesus was going to have to go through the things he would go through. The last account we see is Jesus talking about how he would die. And the next thing we see is the voice of the spirit saying to all that would listen, you need to listen to what he's saying. The next important takeaway that we gather from this moment of transfiguration is echoed by another teaching of Jesus in another portion of scripture. Jesus once said to the scribes that God was not the God of the dead, but of the living. He was talking about how Abraham rejoiced to see his day. But here we see this very much proved by the transfiguration. Although Moses had died and Elijah had been taken up to heaven centuries before, they now are living in the presence of God. They now are able to appear as heaven is meeting earth to Peter, James, and John. This is just another indication that those who die in Christ never truly die because they are never separated from the presence of God. We will have to go through that moment of physical death, but we will never be separated from the Spirit of God. This leads us to our last topic of today's episode about Jesus' transfiguration. Jesus is the mediator. The scripture says elsewhere that there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Well, here you can literally see heaven meeting earth, and it is fulfilled in Jesus. Jesus is the not, if you will, of the glories of heaven being tied to the familiarity of earth. And the same is true today. If we want heaven to meet earth, the only way to do that is through Jesus. This is why you don't have to go up to a mountain to have this type of a moment, because that veil was torn. And today, we can even get in our own prayer closet if we want to, and heaven can meet earth, and it's through Jesus. He's our mediator. He's the one who reconciles, not just in his earthly ministry, not just through his death and resurrection, although that is necessary, but even today through simple processes like prayer, through good deeds, through being able to get into the presence of God, any good thing we experience today is because Jesus is bringing heaven to earth. I hope you enjoyed talking today about Jesus' transfiguration. This is definitely a complicated portion of scripture, 
but is one that deserves careful consideration that I don't think we give it enough. I hope you tune in next week. We will be talking about someone who is very integral to the story of the Bible, and I know that you will enjoy it. Hope to see you next time, but in the meantime, be blessed. Have a great week.